Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is the Savage Nation. We are watching a line in the sand that has been drawn in America. And everyone listening to this show has made up their mind which side of the line they are on. Pelosi has so polarized the nation, which was already polarized, that we are on the verge of a civil war. Why do I say such an alarming thing? Because it's true. There is no question in my mind, of course I'm on Trump's side, but looking at this, and I'll tell you, the more I look at this, I know that it is an attempted coup by Pelosi and her gang. And I will tell you, I watched Empress Pelosi and Slimy Schiff at their press conference this morning, and I knew they were in trouble. I watched them both attempt to justify their grave error. I know that the Democrat internal polls show them that the people hate them. They're extremely vulnerable in all districts, but most particularly in those districts that they won by a hair in the last election. You understand that their control of the House of Representatives right now is razor thin. They got a lot of districts that used to go for Trump to come over to them because of the constant drumbeat and lies of the Mueller report. Okay, so they, they're drunk on their power. Now they invent the whole story. And what you're witnessing today is a complete and total attempt at a coup. A whistleblower files a charge against the president saying he said things in a phone call with Ukraine that the whistleblower felt compromised national security. Even though the whistleblower didn't hear the call, listen to this now. The media jumps on it and says it was quid pro quo, that Trump would hold back funds for weapons if Joe Biden's son wasn't investigated. The lying media said that Trump mentioned this eight times. What happens? Trump releases the transcript of the actual call with Ukraine's president. What did we see? No quid pro quo. Biden is not mentioned eight times. Biden is mentioned once. 
Trump did ask to look into what the fired prosecutor investigation Biden. In other words, why did they fire him? Why did they fire him? But in the context of a corruption investigation, and only after Trump asked for help in the investigation of Russia tampering in the 2016 election, what happens next? The whistleblower complaint is released. It does not match up with the transcript of the phone call that Trump had at all. It's made up. The whole thing is made up. What the whistleblower complaint contains is all second and third hand fictions. What happens next? The director of national intelligence, Joseph McGuire, shows up before Congress. Remember that? The admiral, the noble admiral. And what does the slimy Adam Schiff do? Adam Schiff lies in his opening statement. Slimy Adam Schiff, the attempted coup master, completely makes up what was in the transcript of the phone call. There is no pushback for half an hour. And then, only when Schiff hears some pushback, does this slimy creature say it was parody? What happens next? Schiff keeps pushing Admiral McGuire to say the whistleblower complaint had merit. But McGuire, who's made of the right stuff compared to Schiff's wrong stuff, refuses to take the bait. What happens next? What happens next? Empress Pelosi steps in and calls for an impeachment inquiry. She's pushed from the left wing to, pull, to push for full impeachment. But she does not bring that to the floor of the House to vote on because she doesn't want to expose her moderate Democrat members. Keep that in mind. So this is not even an impeachment yet, but a charade. So let's cut to today. Pelosi and Schiff get up and have a sweaty little press conference. All of a sudden, they're touting the work that they're doing for the American people. Why would they do that? Why would Pelosi take time out from making her meatballs and working on her ravioli? or wherever she was going to go on a little vacation. Why would this corrupt Harridan all of a sudden get up there and speak through those Botox lips and tell us what great work she's doing for the American people unless her internal polls said the American people had enough of her and they want her gone and they want Schiff gone and they want this impeachment charade gone that they've had enough of this garbage for two years and they're not going to stand it anymore. And she thinks that she sold that to you. I don't think she sold it to you. I don't think she sold it to the Trump voters who had become a little disenfranchised from him and were no longer in love with him. And there were many who were moving aside. I've got emails from people who said to me, Dr. Savage, many of the guys I know who were a little leery about Trump because he moved away from a lot of his promises, like the wall and like the budget stuff that you've been talking about, all of a sudden they are 100% behind him. This has made the base rally behind Trump. It has also disturbed those districts in America that voted for these Democrat congressmen who may just throw them out at the next election. And so here we are. President is now emboldened. You can hear it in his voice. He just had a confidence during his press conference with the president of Finland minutes ago. All of a sudden, his confidence is back. He knows he has made Pelosi make a mistake. He also knows this is a fight that he has to win. Not for him or his legacy or his presidency, but it's a fight he must win for America. If the Democrats are allowed to succeed in this coup, our way of government will have become a third world banana republic. The law, the rule of law must be followed. It must be applied to both sides. The slimy Adam shifts of the nation must be held accountable by the law, 
just as he would have the president be held accountable by the law. Because if the slimy shifts can get away with this, the country, as you know, it is over. You will not stand a chance in any court in America. All of a sudden, Pelosi looks like she's in trouble. She holds the press conference this morning, and she starts to put out a big lie about how she's working for the American people and how she hopes to work with President Trump on uh, gun control, on prescription drugs, because she knows from her internal polls that what she has done is a grave error. And I tweeted this morning, Empress Pelosi and Slimy Schiff in trouble. Press conf attempt to justify their grave error. Internal polls show them the people hate them. I then ask, what should Trump do to stop the coup? And I'm open to calls on both of these uh, issues before I continue with my uh, discussion. But it gets even more interesting, by the way. You want to hear how interesting it gets? The stock market takes a dump. The last I checked, the market was down hundreds of points. Do you know what the, what the evil people in the media did? Do you know what the Pravda and his Vestia vermin did in the media when the market took a dump? Do you know what they had the nerve to say? They said it was not down because of uh, the fake impeachment investigation of Empress Pelosi and Slimy Schiff. They said it was down because the economy, the economic indicators, show trouble. A total lie. This is something that would have gone on in the Soviet Union to have such a sold-out, slimy press as we have. But this is an old story, the issue of Pravda. So what do you think is going to happen? Tell me what's going to happen. The rest of the world now sees that we're distracted and can take advantage of us as we fight amongst ourselves. What happened? North Korea fired a missile into the Sea of Japan. Why? Thank you, Nancy Pelosi. Thank you, slimy Schiff. You've just emboldened North Korea's dictator, you pieces of garbage, you. He doesn't have to negotiate with us because you're trying to tear the president to pieces. And what about China, Nancy? What about your good friends in China, slimy Schiff? Tell me what's going to happen there. We hear the Russians supposedly interfered in our election in 2016 by trying to foment discord among the American people using social media ads. Well, no, let me tell you something. What the Democrat Party is doing today is interfering in our election of 2020 way in advance. They are doing exactly what they claim the Russians were trying to accomplish. Well, now the lines in the sand are drawn. All we can do is wait and see who crosses it first. The phone number here is 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. I'll ask you some loaded questions, which I hope you will call to answer. Should Trump, what should Trump do to stop the coup? What should Trump do to stop the coup? Has this new coup attempt against Trump weakened or strengthened Trump's election chances? I believe it strengthened him. There were a lot of people who were sort of on the fence. And what they've done here is they've now rallied behind Trump because they can see how dirty and filthy America is under that, that stinker. You know, the, of the two of them, Schiff, Schiff is the kind that gets me more angry than you can imagine. I went to school with that type. I know the type he was. I look at him and I know what dirt he is. I know what dirt that type is. That self-satisfied smile, that smirk, those drugged up eyes. What the hell is he on? I wish there was a psychiatrist in the audience who could tell me if they think that Schiff is on medication or what medication he is on, to be able to lie like that and think that he's selling it to the American people, which he is not doing. Their message is not selling. 
Now, I got to back off emotionally for a minute. I was warned by Mrs. S because she heard my show yesterday and she heard how agitated I became over this coup. She said, be passionate, but don't be emotional. Be passionate, but don't be emotional. Don't put yourself into this. She's afraid that I'll wind up with a Bernie. This will pulling into a Bernie, a stent job. And thank God that devil's out of the race, that poisonous vulture. I know I'm supposed to sit here and say, may he get well. That's not what I'd like to say. That's not what I'd like to say. That man has poisoned American politics permanently. We have never had a naked communist like him run for office, at least not in 70 years. We had a socialist, Eugene V. Debs, many decades ago. We have never had a naked communist like this rat bump from the filthy Upper West Side of Manhattan who poisoned the minds of people in Vermont, poisoned the minds of young, stupid girls like occasional cortex, that half-donkey, half-human being, poisoned the minds of so many Americans with his communist rhetoric. So he's out of the race. So who moved up now that lousy, dirty communist Bernie has dropped out because of the heart thing? Who? None other than Elizabeth Warren. What does that have to do with the stock market? The stock market hates Elizabeth Warren because she's going to go after American businesses, American earners, American enterprise. She's another one like Bernie, only she's wearing a filthy skirt, not a pair of filthy suspenders. Back in a minute. Savage. Do you really have time to go to the post office? I don't. Look, we're all busy. Do you have time for traffic, parking, lugging all your mail and packages? No. No, you don't. That's why you need Stamps.com, one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. You see, Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Can you believe this? Well, you ought to, because Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. post office right to your computer. Now, whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. That's right, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. It's that simple. No trip to the post office. With Stamps.com, you get $0.05 off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. Now listen, right now my listeners get a special offer, which includes a four-week trial plus free postage and... Listen to this, a digital scale without any long-term commitment. You heard me right. All you got to do is go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Savage Nation. Stamps.com, click on the mic at the top, type in Savage Nation. That's stamps.com, enter Savage Nation. The senator just talking about it, many of the congressmen talking about it, not a thing wrong. Unless you heard the Adam Schiff version where he made up my conversation. He actually made it up. It should be criminal. It should be treasonous. He made it up, every word of it, made up, and read to Congress as though I said it. And I'll tell you what, 
He should be forced to resign from Congress. Adam Schiff, he's a lowlife. He should be forced to resign. I want him in jail. I won't rest until Schiff is taken out at 5 in the morning, until his door is broken in by the FBI like they did to Manafort. I would like to see the FBI break down Schiff's door at 5 in the morning, pull him out in his dirty underwear, put him in handcuffs, and do to him what they did to Manafort, and then shake him down and see what comes out of him. See what they find in his files. You say, well, no, you don't want to live in a police state. We're living in a police state. Look what they've done to anyone who supported Trump. Look what they're doing to Trump, the president himself. If they can create a dialogue that didn't exist, think of what they can do to you. And I don't care if you're a liberal in San Francisco. Just think of this. Make believe you're a Democrat liberal in San Francisco for one minute. You probably are. Many of you are. Do you understand what this means if you let Schiff get away with this? If he can make this stuff up, read it to the American people when he's caught, say, oh, it was only a parody. I didn't mean anything. Meanwhile, the whole country thinks it was true. Now they're starting to open their eyes just a little bit and say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The president didn't say any of that in the call to Ukraine. Schiff made the whole thing up. A sitting member of Congress can lie to the American people with impunity and not be thrown out of Congress for that or put in jail for that. That means you, your life is imperiled. Let's say you're a judge somewhere in America. You're a liberal judge in a liberal district. And someone doesn't like you. Another liberal in the, in the community wants your judgeship. They can say they got a phone call of you uh, that you made to somebody. Here's what's on the phone call. Then they call for you to be thrown off the bench. Or you're a lawyer. They call for you to be disbarred. You say, wait a minute. I didn't say any of that. And they figure you don't have a transcript. Then you release the transcript and none of what your enemy says you said was said. What would happen then if the other guy was not thrown out of office? Well, you know, as I said to you yesterday, fake hate crimes are punishable by law. And many cases in this country of different races, different ethnicities, different genders, saying this and this was done to them. A noose was hung here. A hair was cut there. It turns out that these were fake hate crimes. That's after the colleges went up in arms over it. Screaming, yelling, marching the stupid drugged up children. The Adderall Brigades. The Adderall Brigades are out there marching, then they find out the whole thing was made up. It was all a sham. Do you know what happens to the person who made it up? A lot of bad things happen to them. But when a congressman makes up a thing like this, which leads to a fake impeachment hearing by Empress Pelosi, nothing should happen to him? No, I disagree. I am sorry. And so I go back to my main question. What should Trump do to stop the coup? Has this new coup attempt weakened or strengthened Trump's election chances with his base? Hmm? Or what do you feel is a more important topic out there that no one is talking about? What is the number one thing bothering you right today about the government, country, news cycle, whatever? Remember, if you're listening to the show on the stream where the show is very dominant, you can still call the show at the same phone number, 855-400-7282. In the next hour, by the way, we're leading up to another topic. We have a guest on the topic of... Something you're not going to believe. Does America meet the three? Pre- pre- sorry, does America meet the three preconditions for civil war? With a guest named Dave Hodges. Does America meet the three preconditions for civil war? You'll hear what Mr. Hodges has to say about it. So we're living in incendiary times. The country is polarized. Along comes this slimy creature from the sewer. Sewer shift crawls out of the sewer. And Sewer Schiff lies 
to Congress, lies to the American people, and then doubles down on his lie and says it's a parody. What would you do with Schiff? Tell me what Schiff's punishment should be. Are you as emotionally involved in this as I am? I am really over the edge with anger. I want Schiff to go to jail. I don't want him censured by the Democrats. I want to see the FBI do to him what was done to Manafort. I want to see the door kicked in at 5 in the morning. I want to see that slimy rat taken out in handcuffs. And I want them to go through every file in his house, every computer file. And I want to see what comes out of the fillings of his teeth. I want to see who he is colluding with. And I want to see who is behind the coup that is taking America down. Savage. So let me just tell you, just to finish, Nancy Pelosi and Shifty Shift, uh, who should resign in disgrace, by the way, and Jerry Nadler and all of them, it's a disgrace what's going on. And we should be focused on making America great again and keeping America great, because that's what we have to do. And when I look at that parade with military and millions of people and everything else, we better get smart. We better start focusing on the right things. Because what they did with this nonsense, think of it, you have a perfect, I mean perfect, conversation with a president of another country, Ukraine in this case. And they try and say, oh, let's impeach him. Okay, well, I think most of you now know that what Trump actually said to Ukraine's president and what slimy rat Schiff said are literally two different things from two different uh, books. Schiff made the whole thing up. Now, just think about this. He's the head of the Congressional Intelligence Committee for Congress. This rats on the Intelligence Committee? I mean, who fabricates a conversation with the president? What else has he fabricated in his life? And moreover, what has he buried that we the people should know? I want to know right now. I want to know what else Schiff has done since he's shown he has no character that we can rely upon. Think of this. Think of his position now. He's not on some commerce committee or eyeglass committee or uh, mink committee, how the minks are doing in, in Oklahoma, or how the cage-free chickens are doing, and I care about cage-free chickens, unlike blowhards who don't understand about animals' pain, deaf and dumb blowhards who keep putting down anyone who cares about animals. They get me sick. They get me sick. They turn the young people off from Republicans forever. They're, they're stuck in the 1940s. But I don't want to get into that. I want to get into this. I want to get into this. What else has Schiff done since we see what a slimy thing he is? What has he not told the American people that he has discovered sitting on that intelligence committee? What should we know that he is hiding from us? What has he done to undermine America's interests, that slimy creature? Has he no shame, as they once asked a great war hero named McCarthy? during the so-called Red Scare, the so-called Red Scare, by the way, the so-called Red Scare. I don't want to relive that one because, again, it was distorted by the uh, Pravda, Izvestia. There were communist operatives in Hollywood. They should have all jumped out of the window when they were caught. How do I know that's true, by the way, as a side note? Am I making it up just for emotional satisfaction? No, because in the 90s, the Venona papers were released, which I read on the air in the 90s. The Venona Papers were released by the Soviets, and in them, they acknowledged that they had operatives 
in academia, in government, and in Hollywood, in the press. They had them there. All of them were in there. And then how now, what have they done? What's the media done? Oh, the, 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 the scandals. Rosenbergs all of a sudden were innocent. Remember the two spies that were fried? I like that way, the iambic pent- pentameter of that one. Remember the two spies that were fried? Ethel and Julius Rosenberg, the two saints of the left? They were spies. They stole atomic secrets and sent them to Mother Russia. Their own brother ratted them out. Ethel Rosenberg's brother ratted them out. He said they did it. Now the left makes them into some martyrs and heroes. Wait to see what they do with Bernie. They should send Bernie's body to Russia to be buried, God forbid, when he passes away. That's where he belongs, in a cemetery and somewhere in the old Soviet Union. That's what he's been his whole life. But let's put him aside. So he's gone. She's risen now. She's the uh, clear candidate. Her or Biden. I don't see how Biden survives the Ukraine scandal. Because the more people, uh, the average guy starts to look at this, he says, well, wait a minute, what was this about? Let's say Trump did ask for uh, uh, digging up on the prosecutor, what he did, what he didn't do. What's that about? What's it about is that this, this, this drug addict son of Biden, a druggie, a rehab junkie, goes over there, knows nothing, and he gets millions of dollars from Ukraine, a gas company, Burisma. I covered it in 2014. It's not news to me. Maybe it's news to you. 2014 on this radio show, on these airwaves, I was covering it. Why? Because it was out there. But Jake Tapper didn't cover it. He was too busy licking the boots of the left wing in this country. He is the left wing. So let's go down to the callers now, because I, I see you're very, very excited and agitated. Adeline in New York, thanks for listening to the Savage Nation. What's uh, on your mind? Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm on with you, Dr. Savage. I love you. I've been listening to you since I retired. As I told the uh, call screener, I retired because I couldn't stand what I saw going on in the schools. I retired from the school system. And they don't teach history anymore. One time I ended up buying rulers from this uh, company with all the presidents on it, and I would go sometimes and just to teach these kids because they're not being taught. I saw the change. I agree with you. Now, I, you mean under de Blasio, the communist, what he's doing to New York. Yeah, disgrace. And under that degenerate schools chancellor you have, who took his, his friends with no qualifications and put them into all the plumb positions and fired white people out of leadership in New York, that, that, racist, that racist pig. Right. And no one stands up to these people. I'm fed up. I live here. All right, but what do you think now about the fake impeachment thing with Schiff? How do you feel now seeing that Schiff is an outright slimy rat? My blood pressure's up, and I actually broke out with all hives. This is no lie. I have a doctor's appointment. I'm not That's why I love New Yorkers. They just let it all hang out there. I, I, everyone else is it, very polite. Everyone else is polite. You're like me. You let it all hang out. I like that. Yes. And Do you know that outside of New York, everyone's kind of very shy and, like, dignified? It's only us New Yorkers who have no dignity whatsoever. We say it like it is. You know, I lost some friends because I voted for the president. They were never your friends. Up for him all the time. You didn't lose friends. What you lost were people who made believe they were your friends. I guess you're right. I had to do that many years ago to grow. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Way back before radio, I had so-called liberal friends in San Francisco. And the minute I confronted them on anything real, they turned on me like, like jackals and rats. So, you know, it gets to be lonely, you know. And they say the march to your own drummer or a different drummer. It was better said in a novel in the 50s, the loneliness of the long-distance runner. Look at it that way. You're now a lonely long-distance runner, but you're on the right track. And I thank you for finding the Savage Nation online uh, to listen to. 
Jennifer in Florida, another savagette on the on the line. Jennifer, how are you feeling today? I am doing great. Oh, my gosh, what a pleasure to speak with you. I'm completely honored. Um, I wanted to tell you a story um, that happened to me this week, and I know you are a man that likes stories and parables, and I felt if, any, if there was ever a parable, it was this one. Um, I had a gentleman come to my house who came to pick up an old grandfather clock, hmm. and the grandfather clock had been in my family for a while, and it was very mm-hmm. special to us, but it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so he came, and we wound up getting into a very heated debate, very political debate. I'm mm-hmm. a Republican. He's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of respect for him. He's a veteran, but he had very strong opinions, and some pretty charged words were exchanged. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we talked about the clock and what would be the best remedy for the clock, and he said, well, as he was looking at it, I can either put a spring in it, where I can put a battery-operated unit in it. And I thought, mm. what do you think is the best? Whatever it is, you have all these decades of experience. You do what you think would be the best remedy. So he takes it home, and again, this is a very special, very, very special clock to us, very heavy. very. What's the bottom line? What did he do? Well, he brought it back today, tore out the guts of it, um, stuck a battery mechanism in it, and put a very um, strange facade on it. He put the the face of the clock on a wood backing, and it was all just misaligned. But what does this have to do with politics? Well, basically what happened was I got it, I paid him, I got it back, and I felt very sad. I actually took the clock, it was very light at that point. And I so are you saying he sabotaged this family heirloom because of your politics? No. That so what's is, the point of the story? What happened was I started to have this feeling like, what, what does this mean? And it became very analogous to me. That personally, what I found. This is a broad brushstroke. I understand that. But oh, no, go ahead. I hear where you're coming from. I just, re- I just got the image. But keep going. I hear it. Got the image. I, I knew you would understand it because I, I know you're. Yes, a- I get it. But you're going to say it, not me. Please tell the audience what. Say it. I felt he, he gutted my clock. He stuck a fake mechanism on it. That you know, my clock was a self, self. Um, yes, a self-running unit that was perennial. All you had to do was wind it. And he put some kind of cheap, dinky little battery-operated uh, center to it. And what you're saying is he tore the guts and heart out of your clock. And what, what are you saying? The Democrats are doing that to our Constitution and our nation? You got it. That was that was the analogy. I, that and, and this was how I, I was sad. You know, it's an interesting analogy. And I let you go on because I didn't know where you were coming from. It was a long story, but... I have antique clocks, and I, they fuss over them. They're hard to operate. They're hard to maintain. Why do I keep these antique clocks in my house? Why do I look at them? Why? Because they represent tradition. They represent craftsmanship. They represent culture. And when I think about them, I think of all of the wars and insurrections and coups, for that matter, that these clocks have lived through in other nations, and yet people preserve them. And they represent to me the traditions of America, even though they're not American clocks. Our Constitution is like an antique clock, very difficult to keep running, uh, very easily broken, great, great pressure to replace it with a battery-operated, computer-driven mechanism without a heart and soul. But we have to, as American people, each generation preserve our Constitution. And so when I hear a person like Pelosi constantly referring to the Constitution with Trump, I become even more infuriated. Here is a woman who's used the Constitution like a piece of toilet paper her entire life. 
Here is a woman using the U.S. Constitution like a piece of toilet paper right now, claiming that fraud that she is, Empress Pelosi, that she's doing it to preserve the very Constitution that she is shredding. I thank you very much for that wonderful call and what it has triggered in the thinking of the American people. Again, if you care to comment, no matter where you are in the world, and I mean anywhere in the world, it's the same toll-free number, 855-400-7282. Back in a minute. Savage. Well, now back to business at hand here. I'm going to play something for you. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or not. It doesn't matter to me. Schiff is now going on the attack. Shifty Schiff got caught with his pants down, and everyone saw how slimy he really is. So he's doing what all sneaks do. They go on the attack. They know that the best defense is a good offense. He now has the, the gall to come out and say that if Trump tries to defend himself, they'll consider that obstruction. This is a Soviet tactic. No defense permitted. They made up their minds. He's guilty. And he can't defend himself because if he does, that lousy rat Schiff is going to say, we're going to hold you in contempt of Congress. You're not going to believe what you're about to hear, but you're about to hear it anyway. I want you to listen carefully to clip. I think it's eight or nine, Robert. I think it's nine is the better one, isn't it? Let's go for the one that... To say that we are concerned that the White House will attempt to stonewall our investigation, much as they have stonewalled uh, other committees in the past. So um, using Nixon rhetoric It's here. why I say the White House needs to understand oh, that any understand. action like that, uh, that forces uh, us to litigate or have to consider litigation, uh, will be considered further evidence of obstruction of justice. In other words, justice. you can't defend uh, yourself. And, of course, that was an article of impeachment against See? Uh, Nixon, See, the obstruction of lawful functions place. of Congress, Please, that is. Uh, we will also draw the inference, though, um, you will, as appropriate, that they are trying to conceal facts that would corroborate the allegations in the whistleblower complaint. So you're complaint. guilty no matter what you do to defend yourself. I, I'm asking any judge listening to this show, and I have a lot of retired lawyers, judges, etc. Have you ever heard anything like this? This is right out of the Soviet Union. It's a kangaroo court. You cannot defend yourself because if you do, it will be evidence that you have something to hide. Do you realize that this upsets? The basic tenets of law in America, especially as practiced by liberal lawyers. Can you imagine a judge saying that? If you're in a court of law and your lawyer is told in advance, don't defend your client. Because if you do, we'll see it's evidence that he's hiding something and he's guilty. It would not stand in court. The lawyer would be thrown out of the courtroom. And yet you have the nerve to sit there smirking like Schiff is doing the right thing for America. My friends, Schiff needs to be thrown out of Congress. The FBI needs to get a writ from a judge and do to him what was done to Manafort by these dirty rats on the Democrat side. They need to go to his house with a search warrant and wake that rat up at five in the morning and take him out in handcuffs and take all the papers and computers out of his house. Then when they shake those down, you'll see what's really going on here. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. 
And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. When little Adam Schiff saw the, the text when he read it, he couldn't believe it. When Nancy Pelosi, who worked a day early, Nancy Pelosi called for essentially impeachment. Let's impeach the president before she saw the transcript. And this is an exact word for word transcript of the conversation, right? Taken by very talented stenographers. Listen to me. So when she saw that, she was she I heard she went crazy. She said, we can't impeach him of this conversation. That's a great conversation. She went by the whistleblower and the whistleblower was so bad. I would even think about it. This is a story that's now blowing up in their faces. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Again, the phone number here, 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-407-282. If you are listening to me and you only receive an hour of the show on your local station, this is going to be part of our podcast for the day as it is every day. It's a huge deal because I think this is blowing up in Pelosi's face by a number of indicators. And of course, I want to say that. I believe it's true, but I'm going to give you the indicators I'm using to make that statement. One, by, by mere dint of the fact that Madame Pelosi came out today and pranced out with a press conference with slimy rat Schiff, and they try to tell us how clean and kosher they were, I knew they were in trouble. When slimy Schiff got up there today with uh, Pelosi and told us that they're doing business as usual, I knew they were in deep trouble by their own internal polling. I knew they're getting pushback from the districts around America that are not in the backyard of Pelosi where whips are a uh, uh, standard operating procedure. And I don't mean buggy whips. No, outside of the buggy whip area, or in the buggy whip area, outside of the real whip area, even the Democrats are fed up with her. She's in real trouble. Now, the New York Times then publishes a bombshell today, just hours ago. This is a, another element. You know, I don't want to just do politics, but there's nothing else I can talk about. I was going to talk about what's your favorite muscle car because I'm into that, but I'm not going to do it. This is too big. What happened today? The New York Times, which originally leaked the so-called whistleblower story, is now panicking. And in order to maintain a shred of credibility, listen to their headline. You ready? Schiff House Intel Chairman got early account of whistleblowers accusations. Do you have any idea what this means? Do you have any idea what this means? It means that he contrived the whole thing with the whistleblower. He's saying, no, he didn't do it. His spokesman is saying, Mr. Schiff, Congressman Schiff had absolutely no impulse. Are you kidding me? They shepherded the entire complaint the way Schiff wanted it to read and then played dumb and then subpoenaed for the complaint they knew had been filed because they were part of the process. So what does this mean? This report is another nail in the coffin of Pelosi's bogus impeachment charade. It's further proof that this Ukraine sham is not only disingenuous, but it's orchestrated. It's an orchestrated smear campaign by slimy Schiff, the sewer rat. By getting an early account of the whistleblower's complaint, slimy Schiff, the sewer rat, knew what to expect in the complaint. And slimy Schiff, the sewer rat, was then able to shape his phony narrative for his own benefit. As the New York Times reports, Schiff's committee even helped guide the so-called whistleblower to an attorney. And who was this attorney? Are you ready for this? A lawyer who worked for Hillary Clinton, 
up Chuck Schumer and uh, Joe the Tooth Biden. That's why it was called the best written complaint he's ever seen by none other than James Clapper. This is madness. The push for impeachment is a total and absolute disgrace to the American people. That's why the market tanked. But of course, the media is telling you the market is diving for a second day as worries about trade in the economy intensify. But what else would Neil Cavuto say? Neil has Neil Cavuto on Fox has the brains of a mortadella. A mortadella that was left out in the sun with a pair of eyeglasses would have the same insights as Neil Cavuto. So whatever his bosses tell him to say, and it's all anti-Trump around the clock, by the way. I don't know if you know that the new Fox is all anti-Trump, except for maybe Hannity and a few others. It's 90% anti-Trump. They even had Donna Brazil on. Could you believe this as a spokesman? Why would so-called Fox News insult their own core audience by putting a Democrat operative on? Why? I'll let you figure it out. The same operatives that will not have me on their network have a, a, a Donna Brazil on. But put me aside for the minute. Let's get down to brass tacks. I asked some loaded questions, which is, what should Trump do to stop the coup? Has this new coup weakened or strengthened Trump's election chances? I received a text this morning from a friend of mine, and he said all the people that he knew who were wavering on Trump, meaning those who had voted for him, but were not happy with some of the things he was not doing and some of the things he was doing, are now 100% rallied around Trump, 100%. It has galvanized Trump's base. It blew up in Pelosi's face because not only has it galvanized Trump's base, it has also freaked out those in those swing districts where the Democrats prevailed last November. Those congressmen are on very, very, very thin ice, on very weak footing. And their own constituents are saying, why don't you get down to doing something for the country instead of continuing this Mueller investigation by making up another one? Stop it already. That's what they're hearing. That's what they're hearing in the hinterlands. You're not hearing that in the porn belt. But I will tell you that. That's what they're hearing in the corn belt. And there she is, Nancy Pelosi, the 80-year-old would-be empress with the Botox face next to the sewer rat shift. I was so infuriated this morning. I did have to turn the TV off. I was going crazy. I was so angry. I don't like seeing my country destroyed like this. I can't stand seeing a country ripped apart like this. And don't blame Trump. You may hate him. You may not like his ways. You may not like his politics. But if you let this, if you let this go on, it will destroy jurisprudence in the United States of America. I'm open to calls now on the Savage Nation. Horst in Las Vegas. Jim, is he still there? I don't want to get a blank job now because a lot of people have been holding. Patrick in Ohio, line two, you're on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Yes, Dr. Savage, if there is any type of civil disturbance or any breakup of the state, this is going to ripple through the entire world. Our whole economy, our political system, our military, we are the glue that holds the world system together. Well, tell that to Nancy Golosi. Tell, tell that to Golosi there. Tell out the Tsar Golosi and, and Slimy Schiff. They're playing with fire. They're playing with fire. This is going to But be- they don't understand it. Do you, look, do you know why Slimy Schiff doesn't understand it? Do you know why Pelosi doesn't understand it? Because they're functioning on this theorem. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. They are two of the most drunken, corrupt politicians in, American, in modern American history. I've never seen anything like this woman. She has never had it so good in her life. Her friends and associates are rolling in dough. 
And here she goes and does a thing like this based upon a fake report. And then slimy shift makes believe, makes up a whole story, gets caught and then says it's a parody. How much do you think people can take, Patrick? Not much more. That's what we're hearing. I mean, I'm out here in rural uh, Pennsylvania right now, and uh, we're, we're not going to let this happen. They're, they're not going to come in and steal our, our country and our uh, way of life from us. Um, we, we have no choice. Where are you, in buggy whip country uh, in western Pennsylvania? Uh, you're not certainly in the actual bo- body whipping area of Pelosi, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a nice use of words, from the buggy whips to the body whips in one generation. That's, that's, that's her backyard, the great manager, Nancy Pelosi. You can't walk in the streets without getting your feet in human feces. Men beat each other up in, street, in the street naked with whips, and she's sitting up there like she can run the country. She can't run her own district, for Christ's sakes. Okay, I was told not to get emotional. I don't want to pull a Bernie. I don't need a stent. I don't want to go in for a stent job. I don't want it. I don't want it to happen. I'm, I'm furious. My face is red. Jim, look at me in the, in the Skype screen. Look at me. It's not good for me. The veins, the jugular veins are exploding. I got to back off. I can't, I can't tell you what it's like to me. This is beyond belief. Tamara, California, line three. Go ahead. You're on the Savage Nation. Hi, Dr. Savage. Um, you and I both are going to need stints if we don't calm down. I'm a wreck myself. Listen, I, I was thinking when you mentioned um, that Shifty said today that if Trump tries to defend himself, that he's guilty. Yes. Thinking of the Salem witch uh, trial. Yes. Yeah, look. Remember how they used to drown? This is how not only Salem, but the Soviets did the same thing. In fact, the famous trial in Germany, a man brought it up two weeks ago, of those who conspired to kill Hitler when they were tried, so-called, in a German court by the Nazi judges. They couldn't defend themselves. If they did, the minute they tried to defend themselves, they were yelled at and said, this proves that you're guilty! That's what shifted today, the little Nazi slime bag. Thank you so much. We love you. Yeah, well, I hope God does. It's all I care about at the end of the day. Schiff says that any defense by Trump will be considered obstruction of justice. That is a Soviet tactic. That's something that a kangaroo court, no defense permitted. We have determined that you are guilty. You say, but wait, but no. By saying but, it means that you're, you're obstructing our, our trial and will hold you in contempt of court for trying to defend yourself. That is something done in uh, the Soviet Union that was done in the Soviet Union. It's done in China right now and any other hellhole on earth. This is what you Democrats are looking up to, slimy Schiff. I believe the American people are smarter than that. And they know, I don't care what they do for a living, wherever they are, that if they ever had to face this situation in a court of law, they wouldn't be living in a country where there's any freedom whatsoever. They'd be walking around in a tyranny. And so the mass hysteria that I warned about in Stop Mass Hysteria, where I said America's insanity from the Salem witch trials to the Trump witch hunt, that book was prescient. Didn't see it on Fox News, of course. They only have time for Donna Brazil. And the Democrat perspective. Neil Mortadella, uh, a real shining light of intellect. Neil Mortadella telling us the market's down because of Trump. No, the market's down because of Nancy Pelosi. That's why she gave a press conference today. That's why she gave a press conference. That's why Slimy Schiff came out of the sewer today. They cleaned him up. They gave him a shower, put a new shirt on him. And Slimy Schiff gave the conversation today like, 
Everything's as good as they, they better. He's bigger than the president now, that rat. He's suddenly elected to the presidency, this slimy rat. Maybe you don't like my references. Maybe you find it offensive. Maybe it upsets you. Well, let me tell you something. I learned many years ago that good art upsets people. And radio has to be informative, but it has to be artful. It has to move you, or else it's worthless dreck, garbage, nothing. You could look at a stop clock and listen to most radio talk show hosts. You could watch a stop clock and listen to NPR. Da, 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 da. I'm not a stop clock. I'm a moving clock. I'm a moving organism. I'm a living organism. And at this stage of my life and career, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen hatred on both sides. I've seen civil disturbance. I've seen kids shot at Kent State University. I've seen men get butchered in Vietnam for almost no reason whatsoever other than they had uh, pride in America and they went and fought for their country because they were told to do so, not necessarily because the war was just, although one could argue it was a just war. I've seen a lot of stuff, but I have never, ever seen the head of an, a, congressional Senate, a congressional intelligence committee warning someone he is accusing of a crime that any defense that he may offer will be evidence that he's guilty and of obstruction. I've never heard it. It's upside down. This is not Alice in Wonderland. This is Rat Schiff in America. And you, the people, have an obligation to stop Schiff. I especially appeal to those of you in the middle. This is more important than anything I've ever told you. I'm telling you, this is a new, a new low. I've never, ever seen this before. Pelosi is a crazy bat. Pelosi didn't know what the hell she was doing. She was hustled into this by occasional cortex, the half donkey, half girl from New York who threatened her that unless she pushed impeachment because of a fake call, and they didn't even know it was on a tape yet, by the way, when the donkey girl did this to Pelosi. Pelosi's a dummy. She's in there to look at herself in the mirror every day and put on another $12,000 dress and say, I am beautiful, I am beautiful, I am beautiful, I'm 80 and I am beautiful, I am beautiful, look at me, I am beautiful. So there she is this morning with slimy Schiff trying to justify what they just did to America. It is not selling. And you have to be the ones to say no sale. You have to be the ones, the Democrats, you have to stand for something here. And you have to understand that unless you stand up for the truth, no matter how you may hate Trump, and I'm sure you do, that unless you stand up for truth and jurisprudence, you're going to lose both truth and jurisprudence in your own lifetime. Savage. We take this to be a very sad time for the American people, for our country. Go ahead, don't buy another Gucci lipstick. Having the investigation to feature president is not uh, anything to be... Joyful about? I, I don't know that anybody's joyful. joyful. We see the actions of this president being an assault on the Constitution. Right, I can't listen uh, to her. Here's a woman who uses the Constitution like toilet paper. I just told you over and over and over again, even the New York Times is now reporting this afternoon, that Schiff got a copy of the complaint before the whistleblower did. The whole thing is a construct. It's all been invented. They know it's blowing up in their face. The witch knows it blew up in her face. That's why she had a press conference this morning. Because the districts that they won by a hair are reporting that people don't like this. 
They don't want to live through this again. How much can they take? How much can they take with obvious lies by slimy Schiff, the rat that came out of a sewer? How much can anyone take? I'm exploding. And I have an outlet. I have a radio show. What about you out there, the average guy who's, who watches this go on and sees this go on, knows that they're worse than Soviets in what they're doing? What are you going to do about it? Brian in San Jose, line two. 30 seconds or less. Go ahead. Tell us. Yeah, uh, last week, I believe, Dr. Savage, you had mentioned uh, what would be the Fort Sumter in this nation. I believe this impeachment proceeding, this shift and Pelosi are pushing is the breaking point. People aren't going to stand for this. But what are they going to do? You're going to see militias outside courtrooms? Well, I also think uh, I've got another theory, theory on this. Well, we're out of time. When I come back, are the conditions ripe for a civil war? Well, here it comes. You think people aren't ready to go to arms? They are. When you watch a rat like Schiff lie to the American people, construct and fake a, a transcript, and then call it a parody. When you watch Empress Pelosi... You watch their faces and you listen to what they're doing, and then you realize the Times releases a report today saying, wait a minute, Schiff knew about this before the whistleblower did. You know <clears throat> that things are not good. Then when you hear Schiff today saying that if Trump defends himself, any defense whatsoever by Trump will be considered an admission of guilt. You know we're living in the Soviet Union. I don't know how much more the people are going to take. I saw an article the other day from the CommonSenseShow.com. Dave Hodges, does America meet the three preconditions, preconditions for civil war? Does America meet the three preconditions for civil war? Dave Hodges, welcome to the Savage Nation. Thanks for being with us. Uh, great to be with you. Uh, honored to be on. And yeah, we're living in some interesting times, aren't we? Well, you wrote an amazing article. And you put down the three preconditions for civil war. One, does America have extreme racial division? The answer is clearly yes, doesn't it? Well, I think the perception is there. But, you know, it's interesting. I've got friends from all backgrounds, as many of us do, and they don't perceive a daily problem with this. I think mm. more of a media Democratic Party uh, uh, concoction. Mm. But the perception becomes reality, and if times get tough, people could divide along racial lines. And we have groups like Antifa going out trying to provoke racial disharmony. So I'd have to say perception probably outweighs reality at this point. Beautiful, beautiful. I like the sober analysis because we're saying Mr. Hodges has asked himself the question, does America have the three preconditions for civil war? And one of the preconditions is extreme racial division. Well, when you look at the universities where they teach that whiteness is evil, that white men are evil. I mean, the kids are racially divided because of the universities. Now you say, number two, does America have sufficient economic disparity to set off a civil conflict? What's the answer to that, Mr. Hodges? Well, I think unquestionably, yes. Um, I mean, Trump has raised the tide, uh, and he has. He's helped various groups achieve new levels of unemployment, but we still have 25% of our country that doesn't have bank accounts. We still have, what, 55 60% of the country that can't handle a four to $500 car repair bill. Hmm. And what is it, 65 70% of the country makes less than $30,000, $32,000 a year. So clearly... There's a mm. huge economic bifurcation in this country, 
And uh, if we have another economic downturn like 20, 2008, Michael, I'm afraid that uh, we could divide along economic lines. Yeah, and it could be a precursor for violence. I have a question because I don't know the answer. It's not a loaded question. When you say that 25% of Americans do not have bank accounts, 55% could not afford a $400 car bill, was this the same under Obama or has it gotten worse? It's improved. Uh, And I'll give you a measure of improvement. I think more accurate in these statistics, we have fewer people on on welfare today, Uh, fewer people, you know, getting food stamps. So I think that in that regard, it's improved. We have less unemployment, as I just mentioned, but we still have a significant number of people who fall into those categories I just mentioned. Has it gotten better under Trump? Yeah. But the bottom end of our economy, Mm -hmm. I'd say the bottom third. Mm hmm. Seeing the growth that I would like to see. Now, do you, know, do you know, Mr. Hodges? Do you know that in California you cannot hire a, um, a worker in construction right now? Everyone is fully employed, and I mean legal, illegal, it doesn't matter. Contractors can't even be found. When you do find them, they can name their price. We have full employment in the construction industry. Do you know that? Yes, it's unbelievable out here. Uh, okay, number three, you say does enough extreme political division exist to lead to a civil war? Uh, I'd let you answer that one. Well, when you look at uh, uh, Trevor Loudon's work, and he's gone in and analyzed uh, Democratic allegiances from Nancy Pelosi to the squad, uh, they're tied to the Democratic Socialists. Some of them even employ people from the American Communist Party, Hmm. and uh, they don't respect the rule of law. They don't respect our civil liberties. Uh, I believe that they're in the process of trying to overtake this country and overthrow the Constitution, Hmm. and Trump is an obstacle. Hence, we're seeing impeachment attempt after impeachment attempt. So, yes, we have sufficient political division in this country to, to warrant conflict. So you now, interesting going back with Dave Hodges, who's at the commonsenseshow.com. Does America meet the three preconditions for civil war? He made it very, very basic. You asked three questions, three preconditions, racial division, economic disparity, political division. So far, two of them are yes. I think clearly yes, and I think the third one hangs in the balance. So you've, you've studied civil wars, apparently, right? You said there have been more than 200 civil wars since the end of World War II. Correct. And they have a success rate of around 40%. What do you mean by a success rate? How could a civil war be successful? That's a great question because it depends how you operationalize the variables. Some people will say a success is when you have a regime change, other researchers say it's when you force a change in constitutional and legal judicial practices. And that's what makes it hard to compare the research, because the, the operationalized variables aren't always the same. But what we can say for sure is this. is Since World War II, the, uh, the aspect of civil war has increased. The aspect of the underdog winning has increased, much more so than before World War II. But, Michael, before we jump up and down and say hooray for the underdog, I think the CIA has had a lot to do with some of these successes. You mean the civil wars? I, well, yeah, they, they will interject themselves into a conflict and, and back a regime change when, they, and when it fits their purpose. And I think that the higher success rate with civil war, and I, this is my speculation, uh, goes hand-in-hand with some intelligence agencies that uh, you know, basically immerse themselves in the conflict. So which intelligence agency is immersing themselves in America today to cause a civil war? Because it's as though we're a banana republic being manipulated by some foreign entity here. Well, I think clearly the CIA. I mean, uh, do you really believe that the CIA is out to cause such a a, a civil war in the country? 
Do I think aspects of the CIA are? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Why? How would they gain by that? Well, let's just go back to uh, what hap- what's happened in the past um, uh, in Iran and in Iraq. I mean, you had civil conflict that was permeated by the CIA. The CIA has involved themselves in Nicaragua. I mean, Iran-Contra clearly had CIA complicity. Um, I mean, I don't think we have long enough to go through all the examples. No, of course not. So, so you think that they're manipulating this whole process uh, with this whole thing of uh, of uh, the whistleblower? Who who do you think is the whistleblower? Is there really a whistleblower? Uh, I don't know if there is one. You know, Dave, Mister Hodges, you're you're talking about preconditions for a civil war. The New York Times itself, which started this whole thing, reported two hours ago that Schiff knew about the whistleblower's complaint before it was even filed. Doesn't that look like a setup? It is a setup. It doesn't even meet the definition of whistleblower. I don't care how, how the CIA changed their forms in August that they will accept secondhand information or hearsay. But mm. hearsay, it's not whistleblower. Whistleblower is a firsthand account of wrongdoing. But didn't they change the rules just the day or a week before Slimy Schiff came up with this um, fiction to say that second and third hand reports are now valid? So, yeah, and they're not valid. I mean, it's not even admissible in a court of law. You can't interject hearsay into a court proceeding. Why no. So why are we letting Schiff get away with this, this slimy creature? Why? How can he get up and do this knowing the American people see right through it? Well, if you want to look at who should be impeached, you just mentioned his name, Adam Schiff. He needs to go. He does need to go. He's perhaps the lowest form of Congre- congressperson that we've ever seen. This is beyond below anything I've ever seen done in America. Do you know that I played a soundbite in the last hour of Schiff yesterday where he says, we don't want this to drag on for months and months, and any defense by Trump will be considered obstruction of justice. And further evidence of obstruction if you try to litigate this. Have you ever heard anything like this in your life? Um, yeah, but not on this side of the Iron Curtain pre-1989. <laughs> That's what I said. I've not heard of this since the Soviet Union fell. I've not heard of it since the, the kangaroo courts of, uh, of Nazi Germany. This is strange that a liberal government would permit this to happen. Now, we all know that they're not liberals. We understand that they're fascists, and Pelosi, of course, rules with an iron heel. But do you think, do you believe, as I do, that their press conference this morning, I don't know if you saw it, indicates that they're in trouble? Their party is in trouble. Yes, this is, uh, let's uh, shoot an arrow up in the air, and uh, where it hits, we hope it hits its target. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, But here's what's scary. Um, I have written uh, many times in the last two years, Hillary Clinton will end up being the Democratic candidate. And everything I'm seeing says that that is falling into place right now. Wow. Maybe, maybe not, but let's just go to this point. I believe that when the deep state controlled Democrats, when they see the fact that they're not going to win the 2020 election, that's when I think all hell is going to break loose in this country, which has led me to write this article. You think that when they announce Hillary as the candidate, the violent revolution will occur? No, I think that uh, when they realize that Hillary or any other Democratic candidate can't win, ah. that's when, that's when trouble's going to start. Oh, you mean then the Antifa wing will go violent in the streets? At minimum. But they're already violent in the streets and nothing happens to them. They're beating up people in wheelchairs now with, without consequences. Now, you have a radio show, um, Common Sense Show. I, I don't even know, truthfully, where is that show? It sounds like you really know what you're talking about. 
Well, we're on uh, Wednesday mornings in uh, Colorado on KHNC, 1360 AM. It's near Fort Collins. And I have a Sunday night show that goes out to Lord knows where. Um, on well, I'm going to have you. I'm going to have you as a fill-in, uh, Clint. I'm sorry, Clint. Clint's been gone from the show for months. I think his name is Jim <laughs> and Robert. Jim and Robert, make sure that we use Mister Hodges if he's available as a fill-in the next time. We found. We finally found a new star. Dave, you really know what you're talking about. What is your background? Well, I'm an academic and a coach by by training. Um, Michael, I, I was uh, I've taught psychology, sociology, research, stat, and I was a college basketball coach for uh, ten years and a high school coach before that. Hmm. And I got dragged into this media thing because fifteen years ago, John McCain and his merry band of globalists tried to steal my land and that of my neighbors. I got pulled into it before I knew it. I got offered a radio show. So, what do you mean? Well, that's an interesting story unto itself for another time. But I want to—I don't want the people to lose what we're talking about. Which is, does America meet the three preconditions for civil war? We are speaking with Dave Hodges of the CommonSenseShow.com. He says we, we have certainly met two of the preconditions, and the third one is possibly uh, going to occur. He also predicts that Hillary could be the candidate. And when it becomes apparent that she cannot beat Trump, then the violent revolution will take place in this nation. Would that be a fair summary of your positions? It's a fair summary. I think we meet the majority of the three conditions, and I think the catalyst event that'll set it off will be the realization that, hey, we can't win being the Democrat. I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that one of the worst people in the history of American politics is out of the race now, and that's that, that, that communist uh, Bernie. He's an open communist. He's canceled now because of the stents the heart gave out on him. Finally, the garbage food he's eating on the road caught up with him and clogged his arteries. Okay, so he's out. So who does that mean moves up? It's, it's, it's Warren, isn't it? Well, Warren's the last person standing. Kamala Harris has too much baggage. Yeah, no, she's a product of the corrupt Democrat machine of California, which will come out. The Republicans have dug up that dirt. She's not going anywhere. So it's either Biden, and I think Biden's finished from the Ukraine scandal. I think it's going to bite him, not Trump. But Warren will be running against Trump. And you say Warren is a fraud and everyone knows it. Where's the fraud part without talking about the Pocahontas stuff? Well, let's just look at the, the contradiction. When, when she announced that she was running, she said, we're going to change the wealth in this country. And I'm paraphrasing, but she said, we're going to take money away from the rich and we'll do it, quote, at gunpoint if necessary. And here she's an extreme gun control advocate and activist. Mm. She's going to use guns to enforce her policies. When she gets drawn out into the debate stage by Donald Trump, he will chew her up. <laughs> I, I look at her and I see the head of the Biden-Mannhof gang of the 1960s in Germany. I see it written all over her face. If I were casting a film and I needed a mean-faced German uh, member of the Stasi or the head of the, the uh, Biden-Mannhof gang, I would cast her in that role. I don't know if she plays very well in America. And women, by the way, can see through other women faster than men can. I don't think she's very uh, uh, electable. No, she's not, which is, I go back to my point. I believe that Hillary Clinton is going to be the candidate. Wow. Well, we're, we're just about out of time. They're flashing red because you and I will have to talk again perhaps next week. We're talking with Dave Hodges of the CommonSenseShow.com on the three preconditions for civil war. I hope to God you heard this clearly. If not, you can catch it on my podcast later today. Mr. Hodges, thanks so much for being with us on the Savage Nation. Savage. 
Now, I want you to think, please, before we go today, I just tweeted this. Will this New York Times revelation report just out hours ago that slimy Schiff knew about this report before the whistleblower did? He read it. He probably tailored it. I'm asking a question. Will this NYT report take down the rat slimy Schiff? Because it means he tailored the lie for the so-called whistleblower. Now, for you to make up your mind, you have to understand the New York Times started this whole show. I think they're now terrified that what they started was based upon a lie fed to them by Pelosi and that gang. And I think they're trying to retain a shred of credibility. This could bring down their newspaper, by the way. And now they report this afternoon. Did you see the article? It's on michaelsavage.com. You have to see it. It's unbelievable. I think they're in real trouble. And I think it could blow up in their face. So I put it up today, and then someone says, oh, it's not a coup. Because I asked, what should Trump do to stop the coup? So a wise guy sends me an email saying, this is not a coup. Read the definition. So I read the definition. Coup. Noun. Noun. A sudden, violent, and illegal seizure of power from a government. But then I say to her, read the synonyms. What are the synonyms of coup? Overthrow. Takeover. Deposition. What's the antonym to a coup? Election. Trump was elected, damn it. If this is not a coup, tell me what is a coup. It meets every definition of the synonyms of a coup. Therefore, it is a coup. And we need to get the coup leaders tried for treason, whoever they may be. Where is this whistleblower? Why is he or she not forced to testify in front of the American people? Don't give me the crap that they have a right to uh, be hidden behind a curtain. That's what Feinstein did with the man who assassinated Sammy Weaver's wife and 14-year-old son. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>